Hope you're ready because it's time for Video Game Rewind. Oh yeah. And now, here's your hosts, Tim and Jacob. Go ahead, get the show started. Hey, welcome to Video Game Rewind, episode number two of the podcast. We're at the end of our DuckTales month here on the podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Tim Nadell. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I am the other side of hosting things, such as Video Game Rewind. I'm uh, Jake Rubel. You can find me on Twitter at HeartlandStuck. Or uh, find me on Instagram, just search for Stuck in the Heartland. Pretty much anywhere, I'm the only person that pops up with Stuck in the Heartland. So you can find me and uh, Zach if you do that. And today we are being joined by a voice that you all should know by now. And all should love by now, honestly. Gary, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Gary. (laughs) (laughs) you, You may recognize me from such programs as Saturday Morning Rewind. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SMRGary. All right. So like I said in the opening, this is our conclusion to our DuckTales month. And we are going to be talking all about DuckTales video games released on the NES and also for the Xbox 360. And I guess a little bit about Game Boy, too. Yep. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't. You guys are going to talk about Game Boy. What am I going to say about the Game Boy? <laughs> Wow, I love it. I love this already. This is gold already. There's going to be a lot of bloopers on this one. I have a feeling that we're going to need Gary to just be on all of these from now on. <laughs> all right. So, are you guys are you guys ready just to get into it? Let's just talk about Ducktales. Yeah, let's do it. So, I picked last episode. I picked Ducktales for the NES, uh, a game that was released in 1989 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Developed and published by Capcom, and it's based upon, of course, Disney's classic TV show, DuckTales. And I didn't pick last week, but I sort of snuck in here and chose to do a little bit of talk about DuckTales 2, released in 1993 for the NES, one of the last games for the NES, Uh, and uh, it's a fun game also. Good job, Gary. Thank you. Mm. I guess we'll close on that, and thank you guys so much for (laughs) tuning in. We'll we'll see you guys next time. Sweet. That was easy. That was a good episode, guys. Let me add this. Since there were four interviews this month, and I did not get an opportunity to uh, sit down with Tim and do our normal cartoon talk episode, I decided to uh, sneak in on this one and talk about DuckTales 2 for the Nintendo, released in 1993. That's right. Yeah, that's true. We didn't have our, our cartoon talk. I missed that. No. Sad. It hurt me a lot. Uh, no, I'm sure it did. Hurt me too. <laughs> Just in a different way. <laughs> I'm okay, guys. Don't worry. It didn't bother me. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about DuckTales number one real quick. So the story for DuckTales number one, you take the role of Scrooge McDuck as he travels the world and just pretty much collects treasure because that's what he does, honestly. Just like the cartoon itself, Scrooge is going around to different lands and uh, collecting treasure, defeating bosses, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it had actually, it's been a while since I have tried to play through DuckTales, and um, I told you last time I was really stoked whenever you said, yeah, we're going to, let's play DuckTales. I was really happy because it's just, 
another excuse for me to play DuckTales. Um, so I came home, and, and pretty quickly I started playing it. And I decided, I, I put it in my mind, I said, I'm going to beat this game. I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to dabble uh-huh. in this game. I am beating this game. And Tim, Gary, let me tell you guys something. I beat that game. What? Nice. It's a good feeling. It is a great feeling when you beat old NES games because it's not like nowadays where you can save every second of the game because back then, if you died, you died. There's some games that allow you to use codes or whatnot, but DuckTales is not one of them. Let's say this right from the start. The controls on this game are not super easy. No, 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 no. The cane, like, bringing out your Scrooge's cane in which he can jump on, it's not always easy, especially when you're, like, about to, like, jump off a cliff and, like, hit, like, a, a villain. Sometimes it, right. sometimes it doesn't work like it's supposed to, and you die. Yeah, I remember whenever I first played this game, I was so confused by the, the, the controls. I actually had to look in the manual, which, being a man, I normally try to not read the instructions, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not true. Um, so, I I mean, I am a man, but never mind. Um, <laughs> so, this this... Like this game actually made me look in the booklet. It challenged me enough that I'm like, how do I attack these villains? Cause I'd try the swing thing and I'd just get hit. And it was super frustrating to figure out that you had to hit jump and then attack and then down, down at yeah. the same time. I don't know when I figured that out. I think I was maybe just a smarter kid than you. I just figured it out pretty quickly. I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> I uh, maybe. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> shots hit no i actually i was i was the same way um i never wanted to read walkthroughs or anything like that i mean still to this day it took everything within me because I, I mean let's you know let's get down to brass tacks here guys i read a walkthrough whenever i beat it this time it still counts <laughs> it still counts so i don't want to hear it but i did read a walkthrough and this was the first game i've ever played that i did a walkthrough um, while playing it, so I had uh, you know my computer open and I was checking what the walkthrough said, and then I'd play a little bit of the game. Um, I really enjoyed it like that. I didn't think I would because I'd never really done that, yeah. and I loved it. I'm pretty sure from now on, whenever I play this NES games, there's going to be a walkthrough on my iPad up at all times. It's going to be epic. <laughs> In terms of walkthroughs, I think one of the games we're going to address later definitely needs one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get the um good ending then in ducktales jacob there's three actually there's so three endings that, you can get yeah and that's one thing i was gonna bring up so um you because i've this is the first time i've actually beat the game so um you guys probably know better than i do what do you know what all three endings look like because i don't know if i got the good ending or not i assume so everybody was happy I don't know. I was happy with the great ending. It's the end of the game. I won. I was really happy. Gary, do you remember the endings? Uh, No, I remember the endings for the second one more than the first one. Yeah, I don't remember. Honestly, I I beat the game before, but I don't know if I got the good ending or not. So that brings up a good question, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, you have to beat the game. Like basically, what it is is that you have to beat the game with a certain dollar amount. Yeah, I got it right um, here. To get to get the good ending, you just beat the game, just flat out beat it. To get the great ending, you clear all the game with both hidden treasures throughout the game and ten million dollars collected as Scrooge. Oh, I think I may have got the 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 great ending then Probably. because if you, if you I, use, I know that I got the hidden pieces the hidden treasures or, or whatnot. Um, and 
I never spent any money because I didn't even realize, uh-huh. I think, until the second, until we, I played DuckTales 2, that it's like, oh, yeah, you can actually buy stuff. I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't really trying to buy anything. Yeah, you probably did get the great ending because the, the other ending, the bad ending, is you just beat the game with zero dollars, which I don't know how that's even possible, honestly. No, it's... I think that would be more exciting, and I would be more impressed with somebody <laughs> yeah. if they got bad ending. Because I'd be like, how did you do that? Yeah. Well done, sir. How do you avoid yeah, all right. the diamonds falling from the sky? Um, yeah, it's like you have to dodge them. They're, they're falling. Your... <laughs> nope, nope, not today, not today. I'm anti-Scrooge. <laughs> So yeah, Garrett, you mentioned the controls, how they're not the easiest to use, and just for for people who haven't played the game, this game is, let's just compare it to something like Super Mario Brothers, the first one, it's a side-scroller, but it's kind of, it's not a linear side-scroller, you can, you know, go down, it, it, it just came to mind, it's almost like um, Legends of the Hidden Temple, you can choose different ways to go to finish the route, does that make any sense? Right, yeah, 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 absolutely. So you can choose to go down the rope, or you can stay up on top. It was almost like a choose-your-own-adventure video game mm. with it, but you Ooh. get the same ending. Because now this game, uh, for some, whenever I was growing up, I always wanted to try to beat everything quickly. Um, you know, I wanted to get from the beginning to the end as quick as possible, and that has carried on into my adult years. Yeah. So. I have to pace myself when I'm playing these yeah. games. You know, I want to make sure that I'm I am paying attention to the art design. I am paying attention to everything else. So, I try I have to make myself play these games different, which was difficult for this game because mm-hmm. it is something that you have to make sure you're you're checking all the rooms. You you know, if you can go down and and left, which, you know, in back then video game history it's like well that's wrong you're going the wrong way if you're going yeah. down <laughs> into the left yeah. you know uh, in a secret cavern why are you doing that but in this game you have to do that on certain levels or you're not going to unlock um you know different parts of the game you're going to miss out on like you said a lot of hidden treasures or a lot of encounters with different people um in the game different characters so i guess not people ducks different ducks in the game <laughs> i can say that i'm I sorry mean, and in this one you, you can even walk through walls in this one too Yeah, this game honestly destroyed my trust issue for video games because like (laughs) or it created trust issues because every game since then I'm like, can I go to the top of the screen and go to a secret room on the left? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those weird sort of things that's forever changed me since I first played this game. (laughs) But one of my biggest gripes about the game and, and a lot of games like this games that allow you to go left and right. Unlike Mario, I hate how the villains reappear. I actually like that, especially in this game, because there's there's times where you have to do that. Yeah. Um, there's times where maybe, um, you know, there's a, a treasure chest that's so high that the only way that you can get that treasure chest is if you jump on an enemy and, uh-huh. and you know, at a certain time bounce off the enemy and then you hit the chest. And then if you did it, tried it one time, and then, you know, you missed uh, the treasure... If, you know, then all you have to do is go off screen and come right back, and then the enemy's back. You can try again. So That's I actually true. love that about this game for sure. I'm I'm kind of with Tim on this one. It's it's always bothered me, but I'm I get it. I well, okay. So I'm sort of a split between the two of yeah. you here, because like you, Jake, I've always wanted to go through the games as quickly as possible. Whenever mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of those people, like I want to get through the games quick. But if there's a percentage, I'm so obsessive compulsive about it that I want to get the 100% or whatever the max percentage is. So it's like 
Sure. I'm willing to expand my mind, but it has to be for something with the expand or with the uh, 100% rating factor. Uh, otherwise, I, I want to get through a game as fast as possible so I can move on to the next one. And this modern day of just rapid movement has sort of only made that worse. Did that make a point? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Uh, it's There are tons of games that I want to play. Um, you know, my backlog is insane right now. And then I was, yeah. you know, me and Tim were like, hey, let's do a podcast where we're talking about video games. And then we'll play more video games because I don't already have a huge list of video games that I want to play. And I just like <laughs> the stress. So let's just do all that. It's a great time. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, so I mean, I'm the that... same way. If I start playing a game. No, on, on that note, it's like. With 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 games that don't have an ending, I can't play those either. Like people talk, tell me mm. how great Minecraft is or how oh, great so World good. of Warcraft is, but if there's no ending, I can't play it. It's like I can't stand these expansive open world kind of scenarios where there's no resolution. I I need a Hollywood ending. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know because I'm like that with some games, but then there's other games that I'm not, and I think. Now, Minecraft, I don't know. I can't play that game. That game makes me nauseous. I cannot do Minecraft. I don't know why, but I just there's, I can't do it. Um, but, you know, I look at something like Grand Theft Auto or Fallout um, or, so, you know, something like that, or Skyrim even, where it is a game that technically does not end. You can keep playing it, but at the same time, you do have those story modes you can work through. You know, you work through the story mode, and then whenever you complete the story, your life goes on, um, and you can keep playing within that world. I love I love that kind of game um, because that's, it's that's a great the cool point. thing about it is playing it. You can kind of, you know, while you're playing the game, you're trying to work through the story. There's a lot of times with me that I may get bored with that game and I, I may put it down and pick up, pick up another game to just take a break from it for a while. But what's cool about Skyrim and why I love that so much or fallout um, is you could take a break from that game within the game like you you know you just you move away from the story and yeah. you start doing these side quests or you know you try to kill some dragon that's not even part of the story or, or whatever it is um that's awesome i love i love that style that's probably one of my favorite types of games um i will say skyrim one more time because man i love that game i just i really <laughs> so like skyrim so, so skyrim. do i skyrim, skyrim guys skyrim skyrim is amazing <laughs> Let's talk about the levels real quick of DuckTales. There's five levels that are included in the game. The first one is the African Mines, and then the Amazon, Himalayas, Transylvania, and then the Moon. Do you guys have a favorite level? Mm, Gary, go ahead. And you, you say this one first. Um, for me, it's I, I hate to say it, but I love the Amazon level. Um, yeah. I know it's the essentially the first level of the game, or at least the first that your cursor points to. Um but it's, I just like the villains in that level. And for those who aren't following me on Instagram, earlier I made a post that was incredibly interesting because I shared a post from the Amazon level. And whenever I was a kid, I always thought the snake in that level was Ka from Jungle Book. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, even though he's not the same color scheme, but just the way that he rises up and anyways... I just like this level. Uh, it's it's the one that I would always go to first by default. I guess I would kind of go by go that way in order. Uh, I'd go Amazon, Transylvania, African Mines, Himalaya, and then the Moon. Um, and in a certain way, I find that those levels get more interesting as they go along. But Amazon's my favorite. 
I need to start this by saying that I loved all the levels. There's not one that I thought that the game could have done without. I mean, I really feel like every single one of them was amazing. I loved them all. Um, but I feel like my favorite was probably Transylvania. I really loved that level. I think it was the um, just the magic of it. You know, there's different ways to to go through things and and there i feel i i don't know if it's true or not but i feel like there was more hidden stuff in that level and i did like that uh even though it made me mad you know i had to walk <laughs> through so i wasn't as mad <laughs> this time uh but i thought it was really cool um the music to it was awesome it really pulls you in and i'm i you know i growing up i loved Frankenstein and werewolf, yeah. you, you know, wolf band and, mm-hmm. and vampires and just all that stuff. Dracula, just all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought was really cool. The universal monsters. Um, I'm, I'm excited that they're rebooting that. I hope they do it right. Cause mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the universal monsters was always really, really cool. So, um, and it had that feel obviously, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. So, um, I think that was probably my favorite, um, my favorite level. I, I love every level, but Transylvania always frustrated me. But hearing you talk about it makes me love it more. Because <laughs> I love the Universal Monsters, too. Um, it's just, uh-huh. whenever I was a kid, the amount of like avenues in that level drove me crazy. Now, it still sort of drives me crazy, but I, I like your approach to it. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Sure. Tim? For me, it's, 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 it's hard, honestly. Um just as you as Gary, I, I love the Amazon. I think it's because the music appeals more to me than the other music throughout the game. It's more like a DuckTales soundtrack for the Amazon. True. I love that. Yeah, I, I love the apes and everything in that. But I don't know. I, I love Transylvania as well. And I love the moon level as well because Gizmo Duck and uh, the aliens. <laughs> the aliens in that honestly remind me of, I think it's the episode of DuckTales, the Super Duper episode, when um, they go to space. the mm. I think that's where they got the character design of the, the villains for this level in the game. I'm still trying to figure out where they got the character design for Gizmo Duck in that level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Yeah, I agree there. I don't know. They're, they're all very good. It, like like Jacob said, I, I every level is great. Every level is unique. And I think I'm going to rate it Amazon first. <laughs> Transylvania second, and then the moon third for me. That's fair. In all honesty, I guess maybe, and I feel like I'm just completely defeating every point that I made in my statement, Uh, but I I think that the African Mines is the least interesting level in the original DuckTales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the remastered version, it's really cool. So I'm sort of, I'm divided because in the remastered version, they fixed what was wrong with the original game, I feel like, and, and kind of made it good again. And we'll talk about that just in a few minutes here. What is your favorite song from this game? I I think I would probably man, that's hard. That's hard because they're all so good. And and I I was going to actually re-listen to them all um, before we record this because I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think the Transylvania one probably sticks out to me the most. Um, but that's probably just because that was my favorite one, uh, my favorite level. But um, the the Himalayas didn't they didn't they have like a more of a high? Because uh, obviously, because you know, oh, I'm up high. But the um, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know. I trans, I'm just, Transylvania. Uh, final answer, yeah. Bob. 
I've already, sure. I've already answered it. I think uh, the Amazon because it sounds like Ducktales to me. That's why I loved it so much. But all of them are so good. This is probably one of the best NES scores I've ever heard. I I agree with you. Except Amazon is not my favorite. My favorite is actually the level select menu music. Yeah. 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 So you can actually insert the actual clip over my little nonsense there. Okay, so one of my least favorite things, and also my favorite things about video game soundtracks, and uh, <laughs> so I was on a cruise this past November, um, and I had a song stuck in my head, and I realized about midway through the cruise, I was sitting in like a kiddie pool. I don't want to explain that. I was sitting in a pool, and I had this song running through my head, and I was like, what is that song? And finally, I looked at my wife, and I said, it's DuckTales, and she said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's the song from the Amazon. And she said, what are you talking about? So I had to explain the whole story to her uh, as to how this song had been stuck in my head. And then she didn't care. But it was <laughs> it was neither here nor there because I was so happy. But like getting a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo song stuck in your head is as frustrating as getting like a classical piece stuck in your head and not being able to look it up by lyrics. You know, it's it's one yeah. of those things. And yeah. and with with mo- most songs you can look it up based on you know you can just say a few words from the song or whatever but how do you dictate instrumental music so i actually thought it was a classical piece but it was the amazon song from ducktales nice that's i would say that the composer of ducktales would be thrilled to hear you say that i hope so mm-hmm. and i hope that uh david wise who's one of the few video game composers whose names i know knows i I hope he's a regular listener to this podcast on the second episode and i'm sure he is i (laughs) i hope he knows how much i listen to the donkey kong country 2 soundtrack which is neither here nor there but that's so good yeah i'll uh i'll make sure he i'll let him know i'll make sure he finds out i I do appreciate that i appreciate that yeah no problem (laughs) (laughs) so ducktales the nes game would go over to sell over a million dollars on the console mm-hmm. and became, I think it was the most popular or most bot game Capcom. Did I say Copcom? <laughs> I think I did say yeah. Copcom. They don't care at this they, point. They're no not one listening. cares about them anymore. <laughs> it became their number one hit on the NES system. Deservingly so, I think. I think so, honestly. It's one of my favorite oh, NES games. Do you guys know what the title of this game is in Japan? Oh, man, I do know this one. <laughs> Um, man, what? Yeah, I, I can't. I, I looked it up. Um, isn't it like, um, like Naughty Ducks something? Yes, it's it's Naughty Ducks Dream Adventures. There it is, <laughs> Naughty Ducks Dream Adventures. Because, which is really odd, because the cartoon Ducktales aired over Japan, and the song of Ducktales, they would say Ducktales. So I don't know why they thought it wouldn't work overseas. <laughs> you naughty little ducks dreaming of adventures. <laughs> How dare you in Japan? <laughs> Caring more for money than your family? No, that's not true. But, you know, How, it's... Na- How naughty. <laughs> no, another cool thing is they changed a few games from the original game before they released it, you know, nationwide. Um, the original concept of the game had crosses on the coffins. And yet, mm. the games that we all play, 
this a RIP, rest in peace on the coffins. I don't That's know if true. they I don't know if they wanted to just not tackle, you know, religion. I don't know. And the power-ups in the games, it's all like cakes and ice cream. In the original concept, mm-hmm. it was hamburgers. Hmm. So I don't know what the difference there would be. I like hamburgers. Yeah. Why didn't they keep that? That's awesome. I may. I wonder if it was because maybe somebody was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This ain't burger time. What are you trying?" Yeah, to Yeah, that's pull? what I'm thinking. I wonder. I wonder <laughs> if a different. I wonder if a different game had the same concept, and so they just changed it to sweets instead of a hamburger. Mm-hmm. I bet you're right. I bet it was something like that. And in the original concept of the game, they had Scrooge. There was an option where Scrooge would lose all of his money. And they took that out because that was very quote unquote unscrooge like. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Although that does explain the bad ending. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Right. So talking about how they changed uh, you know, some of this game um from hamburgers to ice cream, you ever think of how neat it is that um we will never know why they changed it probably like it's possible there could be a, something out there somewhere that it's possible but for some reason i'm very happy with the fact that you cannot google that probably like yeah. there's certain things yeah. in this world still to this day you can't google there's nothing about it and that makes me happy i don't know why maybe it's because i don't like big brother knowing everything but for some reason that tiny little thing right there that it used to be hamburgers now it's ice cream we'll probably never know Helps me sleep at night. That's fair. <laughs> wow. So prior to this game, Capcom had worked with Hudson on Mickey Mousecapade, which I know Tim has played that. Have you ever played mm. that, Jake? I have not, no. Okay, so that is a terrible game. It's It's, um, it's got potential. <laughs> it does, it does, but it's just not, it doesn't follow through. But I can see similarities in both games like a lot yeah. of similarities in both games i don't know i ducktales is just so superior and in some ways which we're not even talking about the darkwing duck video game which is actually probably my favorite of the disney afternoon video games um but the ducktales just sort of stands the test of time you can talk to most people on the street and they either know the lion king video game or they know the ducktales video game if, if you're just talking strictly Disney-based. And most people forget about Mickey Mousecapade for good reason. And most people don't even know about DuckTales 2. Gary, so I guess, Gary, let me stop you real quick. Do you often sure. go on the street and ask people about those games? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Every time Excuse I go me, to a survey... <laughs> Every time I go to a, a convention, I hold a hairbrush backwards up to people's face like it's a microphone and say, let me talk to you about DuckTales. <laughs> All right, continue. Sorry, sorry. Sorry for my interruption. No, you're fine. You're fine. You, you, I know. You raise I a, valid, a valid concern <laughs> about my sanity. I, um, the thing is, too, is like now I just have this picture of Gary walking to people at conventions with a, a hairbrush. With a Gary Lane here from Saturday Morning Rewind. Let me ask you a question about DuckTales. <laughs> Honestly, the only reason I came on this podcast was to get that image in people's heads. So I'm out. See you guys. I'm done. <laughs> Mike, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I did that, I'd, I'd actually have to pay a lot of money to replace <laughs> it. So um, the other thing that I find interesting about this is that Scrooge on the the cover of this video game and also on the cover of DuckTales 2 is that he's wearing blue. But in the mm. game, he's actually wearing the Carl Sparks colors, the yeah. red and black. That's happened quite a bit, I think, more than just the video game, too. I don't know 
if people are just not wanting to change him and I, I don't know I would say most likely it's because the people who are doing the art design within the game um, actually have more background, I would say, mm-hmm. on what they're actually working on. I'm sure they have to study it more. Um, typically, I would assume, at least, for just cover designs and whatnot, um, they probably just have like an artist do that. Um, um, they true. may have one on staff, but they, for some reason, I feel like they probably don't have to do as much homework on that. So mm-hmm. they probably, you know, they'll look at the cartoon, uh, a picture of the comic or cartoon or whatnot, and then they'd probably just be like, "Well, you know, I'll just blues close. Mm-hmm. I'll just do that." Yeah, it's it's a strange it's a strange thing. It's always bothered me a little bit. It didn't so much on the Game Boy ports because you can't tell. So in terms of the red coat versus blue coat, let's talk about Ducktales Remastered, which mm-hmm. is the one yes, time yes. where he actually had the accurate Ducktales colors. Mm-hmm. So, Remastered was released in 2013. It was on the PC, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Wii U. And Gary, I'm assuming you played it on the Wii U. That's correct. And I played it on the Xbox 360, which I love this game. Um, For people who haven't played this game, it's almost the same game, but it's a deeper game. There's so much more to it. Mm -hmm. There's an added storyline to it. Uh, There's a brand new tutorial level in the beginning in which Scrooge is going through his uh, money bin trying to battle the uh, Beagle Boys which I loved. I loved that level in the game. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, and the the art design is so cool. I mean, it's it looks like a cartoon, so let's say the uh, characters are like cell animated and the background is like a computer animated and it's all 3D and it's, it's beautiful. I love the layout of this game. I love this game in general. It's a very good game. I agree completely. It's it, it does have that old school approach meets a new school sort of feeling, which is kind of I don't want to get on this subject too much, but it's kind of what I hope that the new DuckTales series uh, yeah. TV series yeah. would have. Um but for what it is, this game is spot on. Yeah, and most of the voice cast is back, except for the few that have passed away, like Hal Smith, of course, who was Glom Gold and Gyro, and uh Joan Gerber, who was Miss Beakley. They're they're not featured in the game, but almost everybody else is back. Even Alan Young, who plays Scrooge McDuck. But this game makes me sad when I play it because hearing his voice so old, it's Mm. honestly very sad. You can tell it's... I think he even got winded when he was recording it, too. It's it's kind of true, and it's odd because... We we both know that Uncle or we all know that Uncle Scrooge is supposed to be an old character, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's weird actually knowing the story of Alan Young and how kind of I mean, how old he was at this time. But you know, it's it's still nice to hear him play the character. Exactly, uh, I love how they in brought... this. And again, in the Mickey shorts, that was his last performance as Scrooge. Mm-hmm. But it's always nice to hear Alan. Yeah, and the gameplay was actually quite easier. I mean, it was much a it, it, it's a very modern game to where it's much easier to play than the old NES days. Um, even bringing out his cane to jump on was much easier to to do. Agreed completely. And they actually got they they actually took the character models and got them right this time. Unlike that weird version of Gizmo Duck that we saw in the original <laughs> NES version, we actually got a legitimate yeah. Gizmo Duck. Yeah, I think. And, is because people our age made the game and they were fans. They knew what they were doing. And unfortunately, you know, this game didn't do super well. No. I remember it came out like I love the fact that they released both a digital version and a physical version because I bought the physical yeah, version. Me too. Um, 
I was hoping that they would, you know, release DuckTales 2 in remastered mm-hmm. and then Darkwing Duck, Duck, Duck remastered Duck, yeah. and so on and so forth. But there was talks there was talks about that happening if it did well. Unfortunately, I mean, I don't know that we needed a DuckTales 2 remastered, but a Darkwing Duck remastered would have been nice yeah. cuz that's essentially Mega Man. So, you yeah. guys want to know what I uh, what I don't like about the remastered version? Not really. What's so that? let's I've talk not, a... I've I've not played it, so you guys get to sit here and talk <laughs> about it. And I just sit back here. It's like it's like whenever your friends get to go to an amusement park without you, and then they come back, and all they want to talk about Monday morning is what a great time they had at the amusement park where mm-hmm. you were home playing video games, not DuckTales Remastered. <laughs> so thanks a lot, guys. I mean, this has been great for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was uh, the cartoon talk of Saturday Morning Rewind. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. I will say this, though, listening to you guys talk about it, for a moment there, I was like, wait, am I actually a part of this podcast, or am I actually just listening to Saturday Morning Rewind? <laughs> wait a second, what's happening here? I guess it's a compliment, right? <laughs> I almost forgot to say anything. Yeah, I think that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah I think um, so. <laughs> you think what but, you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a jarring subject change, but in terms of making the controls slightly easier... I think that DuckTales 2 mm-hmm. took the, the format of the first one and they just made it so that all you had to do was hit A and B. You didn't have to right. hit the down button, which which made things a little bit easier. Um, it did, except for whenever you're used to doing it. Like I played, <laughs> I pretty much played them back to back. So right. I was still doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until so, I realized, oh, wait, I don't have to do that. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I actually played DuckTales 2 first and then the first one. So I went back and I was like, what am I missing? Why is this not working? <laughs> I was hitting A and B this and I'm like, broke. why is There's he not bouncing? I bet from the majority of that game, I was I was hitting A, B and down. So um, I guess they could have started off the game by saying, hey, by the way, you don't have to hit down anymore. Have more fun. Right, right. <laughs> So did you did you play this on emulator or did you play it? That's a dumb question because very few people actually have this um, game. I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I actually do not have this for this game, um, mm-hmm. the hard copy of this game. So yeah, I had to pl- I had to play it on emulator. Um, I have the original Ducktales, you know, for the NES, but I, I do not have um, the sequel. Well, unfortunately. The cost of this game is so high that it's kind of ridiculous to even entertain the idea of buying it unless you find it at like a flea market or something. Um, but it sort of carries on where the first game left off. You know, same basic gameplay, a little bit easier. More tools with the cane, actually. Like you can pull switches and you can bounce through certain bricks. Once you find Gyro Gearloose or Gyro Gearloose, you can bounce through certain bricks that you couldn't before and this, that, and the other. It adds a few little elements of gameplay. In addition to that, instead of the five basic levels we mentioned earlier, you've got Niagara Falls, Bermuda Triangle, Moo, Egypt, and Scotland. And uh, did you actually beat this game, Jacob? I did. Yep. I will say this. Everybody everybody that says, yeah, but he beat it on an emulator, you are correct. It was not as hard to beat on an emulator than it is on anything else, so I cannot take uh, amazing credit for this one. But it was super fun, and I'm glad that I did beat it. And mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something I will play through again. I guarantee it. My wife gives me grief all the time whenever I look at, to your point earlier, whenever I look at FAQs or walkthroughs or whatever, 
she's like, are you cheating? I'm like, no, I'm not cheating. I'm still playing the game. Cheating is using a game genie or something like that. The weirdest part about this game is the ending boss. You finally get to the point where, for, for the first part, like the Beagle Boys are not in this game. Magicka Dispel is not in this game. The only recurring character is Flintheart Glomgold, as far as mm-hmm. villains go. And he shows up, and then you find out that he's got this thing, which is a Terminator clone called the D-1000, which I assume is the Duck-1000 or something. <laughs> um, Probably. And it's this robot duck that can basically jumps up to the ceiling and kicks you like he's uh, Zangief from Street Fighter 2. And <laughs> it's a really weird final boss battle. And then you think, all right, I beat the D-1000. Now I get to fight Glomgold, right? And you never do. The game just kind of ends. He sinks the ship, right? Isn't that what he does? He's <laughs> like, oh, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you, basically. All right, screw it, you're dead. Doesn't right. he do that? He basically just sinks the ship? Pretty much. And then Scrooge gets away. And if you got the same ending that I got, which this game has multiple endings too, then Scrooge is like, oh, family's the most important treasure. Yeah, that's the one I got. Yeah, that ending feels sort of like Mm. anti-Scrooge in a weird sort of way. I mean, he he knows it, but he never outright says it on the show. No, he's said it in Treasure of the Golden Suns in the first few episodes, but we all know he didn't really mean it. <laughs> well, whenever I got that ending, I actually thought maybe that was the bad ending. So did I. It could be. It could <laughs> I be. really did. Like it sounds like I'm making a joke there, but I really thought maybe yeah. this is a bad ending. Where it's like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm poor now, yeah, but I guess I have my family. And then it's all of a just like it becomes an alcoholic, and it's bad. It's just like the <laughs> ending they took out of the original, to where Scrooge loses all of his money. This is pretty much the same thing, honestly. Yeah, that's that's what it feels like. It sort of doesn't feel true to DuckTales in a weird sort of mm-hmm. way. I'm, I'm reading now, actually, and uh, the treasures... I guess if you get the good ending, then the treasures are recovered by Launchpad, which cheers everybody up. Okay. Um, if the lost treasure of McDuck was found, Scrooge also reveals that he hid it from Glomgold by putting it under his hat. and it makes no sense at all wow hey i know that whenever i'm about to go into a fight the first thing i do is take all my valuables and stick them under my hat so it makes sense to me now i know i put my copy of ducktales 2 under my hat (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so why you guys were explaining this in my head i'm thinking why didn't they release this for the snes because if you think about it the the graphics and the the levels could have been like Aladdin quality of the video game Aladdin. And mm-hmm. it could have done so much better than it did. And that's why it's so rare because it was at the end of the NES cycle and it could have been at the beginning of the SNES cycle and uh, yeah. done so well. Mm-hmm. I think that these two games are very much alike. I mean, as far as the way they look, the way that they play, other than you don't have to hit the stupid down button every time anymore. Yeah, it is much So better, it yeah. really just feels like a continuation as far as like, oh, here's just more levels. So mm-hmm. there's really not anything to distinguish it that much from yeah. the first game. So if it was on the the Super Nintendo, I really feel like it, it like you're saying, you know, could have had that amazing aladdin quality which mm-hmm. man aladdin looked oh, so good so good man so that good. game looked good the only disney afternoon well there's two disney afternoon properties that got games on the super nintendo 
and one for the Sega Genesis. Gargoyles got a Genesis title. Bonkers got, I'm not sure, maybe a Genesis or a Super Nintendo title. And then Goof Troop definitely got a Super Nintendo title. And um, we could have really used some of the core trendsetters. And also Tailspin, I'm sorry. Just to throw that on there, Sega Genesis Tailspin had a pretty good game. But DuckTales would have been nice. There's no real timeline or restrictions on DuckTales that, or Darkwing Duck for that matter, that could not have transferred over to the next-gen systems. So this is something that I just, I, I didn't know, I guess that shows my lack of knowledge in uh, Sega Genesis world. So there was a Gargoyles game on Sega? Yeah, I didn't know that either, honestly. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty darn rare. I've got it I've got it on Sega because that's the only system it was released on. I think a Super Nintendo port was planned, but it got scrapped. Mm. Um, I've never played the game actually, and mm. I was surprised whenever I went through my big box, my big like twenty gallon tote of games that I actually had it. But there's a video game store near me that's selling it for about fifty bucks. I wish I could tell you what the game is like, but I've never played it. I just bought it at some point and never played it. <laughs> It's, it's really easy for you to tell us what it's like. Um, go play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you need it. Homework, homework assignment for Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm not going to be on the next episode. But, <laughs> but uh, next time he's back, he's going to let us know how Gargoyles was. <laughs> that is very true. I'm, I'm going to play that between now and eternity. Okay, so let's wrap, awesome. up, let's wrap up DuckTales. Any closing comments, Gary Bear? <laughs> you got okay that better stay in <laughs> that better stay in do not edit that out any closing comments gary bear <laughs> as as good as i feel about everything i've said tonight you can edit out everything i've said uh no um deal i think <laughs> i think that these are three really iconic games in their own time. I mean, from 89 to 93 to 2013, you said? Yeah. I think that they all serve a great purpose. The The second one is easily the weakest of the bundle. And 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 kind of what to what Jake said, I wish that whenever they did DuckTales Remastered, they had have just put DuckTales 1 and DuckTales 2 together. Oh, yes, And essentially yes. made a 10-level yes. game. Because yes. it is a continuation, and there's nothing particularly special about DuckTales 2, but what the first one and the remastered version stand for, I love them. So I guess at this point, we're going to talk about Jacob's game. Jacob, tell me about Daydream and Davy, the one game you're so excited to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and take off, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how excited I am. No, uh, yeah, Daydream and Davy. So I feel like an idiot. <clears throat> that that happens a lot um it always happens but uh i feel pretty stupid because last time i said oh, i'm gonna talk about a game that nobody knows daydream and davy and then people uh were like tweeting yeah i love that game or you know and then gary's like yeah i played that game so then i was like oh well i guess i'm uh, just an idiot um lots of people have heard about it but i only have three friends and none of those guys <laughs> ever played it so there we have it um The reason that I love this game, though, and I'll get into a little bit about what the game is here in just a moment. I chose this game because of the great memories I have of playing this game. You'll find out that I, whenever I was young, and it probably hasn't changed that much, I was horrible at playing games. So I did not beat very many games growing up. Um, And this was one of them I did did not beat, and I still haven't. But um, I remember 
my mom playing this game with me. I remember her buying it for me. I think it was called BNC Video, just a little local video game place, you know, movie and video games. Uh, she bought the game for me, and she would sit down and she she would play with me, and uh, that meant a lot to me because my my dad wasn't always around. Um, he was always doing his own thing, and I have a, a wonderful mom. I'm 30 years old, and I will say that I am a mama's boy for sure. Um, because of how great she is, but this is one of the best memories that I have of me and her just sitting on the floor playing Daydream and Davy, and oh. it was you know frustrating and it was hard. And we'd both get mad at it in certain areas, but I think that's the the biggest reason why I chose this game is that I wanted to. The only reason I really wanted to do this podcast in the first place was just to talk about you know bring up memories of old video yeah. games that I used to play. So regardless if they're good video games to the, any of the listeners, you know, it just it, it brings back something for me and hopefully some of the games that we talk about will do the same thing for the listeners and that's, you know, while they'll keep coming back it has nothing to do with with us cuz we're not good at this. So anyways, um <laughs> uh Daydream and Davy it, it it came out in 1992. And it was published by Hal Laboratory, and they've actually published – I don't know if you guys have looked them up before, but they've published a lot of games. And I know publishers and developers are different and everything, and we'll talk with the developer in just a moment. But they um, they developed the Kirby games for the NES. Wow. So, um, Adventures of Lolo. And um, what really – kind of stood out to me was in uh whenever the nintendo 64 came around because pokemon snap and pokemon stadium uh one and two super smash bros um wow yeah i mean super smash brothers was you know huge love it and there's there's still i mean they kirby and the rainbow cruise that came out on the wii u i mean that was they they published that one as well so they're still putting out some stuff so they've got they got some really big games under their belt. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Do you want me to tell um, you my first memory of playing Danger and Davy? <laughs> yes. I can remember like it was yesterday because it was yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've never heard of this game. I've never seen it. I never played it. I don't know why because I was obsessed with NES games and this is a type of game I would have seen. I was like, oh, it looks pretty cool. You know, I, I love the fact how he's daydreaming, how there's each level is kind of a different genre. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, that really appealed to me. But, okay, I was playing it the other night, and I know you guys probably, you guys probably can guess at what point I needed to look up online what bre- what buttons to press to do something. <laughs> the first level? The first 10 seconds of the game. I had no idea yeah, what to do. To get a and B together. Yeah, to jump over some boulders in the beginning of the level, you have to press A and B at the same time to jump. Now, what kind of game does that? <laughs> I don't know. Ducktales. <laughs> I guess. I, 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 and that's still amazing. <laughs> I probably did read the instructions on Ducktales when I first played it. I just don't remember. It's been since I was like nine years old. I don't know. I, I sort of have a weird Ooh. memory with this game. Like, I played it, but. The thing that made me like super interested in this game was actually, I think it was DuckTales comic books. I remember seeing the ad for this game at the back of a lot of different comic books, and I thought, what is this Daydream and Davy, and why have I never heard of it? <laughs> in case you can't tell, that was just a couple of years ago. Like I, I was going through all these old comic books that I hadn't, and I kept seeing this ad for Daydream and Davy, so I, 
I finally thought, well, I'll find this game, I'll seek it out, and I'll play it. And I played the first level, and, and like Tim said, I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. The DuckTales rules did not apply. I didn't know that I had to hit A and B to make him jump over bushes or rocks. And, yeah. and the game only gets more complicated from there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I'm with I'm with you, Gary. Um, I did not start collecting comic books until I was in my 20s. So um, it was cool for me, though, in a different aspect, because whenever I started buying old, I'd buy a, um, like a bulk collection of comic books. Somebody would be selling it cheap, or um, I had this guy who lived right down the road for, from me that would always trade like video games for tons of comics and they weren't even like big video games it was like huh. dave mira you know <laughs> stuff like that it was like games that you can find anywhere and he would give me all these comics and so i started going through all these older batman comics and stuff like that and and just all all these old comics that he had he would have huge um boxes full of them that he'd bring to me and I would see these ads for Daydream and Davey in, in the comics. And then to me, that was cool because it was like, you know, since I didn't read a lot of comics growing up, I, did, I didn't really have any comics growing up. Going through the comics now and then seeing that, it's like, oh, man, that's awesome because I remember that game. So then it kind of puts me in that that time frame kind of of whenever I'd play the game. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it would date the comic for me, even though the comic had a date. <laughs> it would put me, <laughs> you know, in that mind frame. I, I really liked that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and this this game is kind of it's it's cool in, in in what it stands for. And like Tim said, there's a lot of different daydream aspects to it. But once you realize that this game is essentially playing the same three storylines over and over again, <laughs> it starts to get a little trying. At least at least for me. I mean, right. I think it's fun, and I feel bad criticizing it after hearing the story of your mother. And I completely understand. Like I know how that goes, but it's it's. It's just not a super great game in my mind. Playing the game, you know, again now, it's I love playing it, but I love playing it because it just takes me back to that that time. But I, I can also separate myself from that and look at it and realize, yeah, okay, technically there's only three levels and you just keep going in and doing different quests or, or whatnot within those levels. Mm -hmm. um, the music itself is very repetitive and not good. Um, the audio <laughs> quality of it really is horrible. Like at the very beginning of the game, where it's like awesome, uh, um, it sounds like garbage. And I knew that then, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, so um, don't apologize. You know, you're not walking all over my memory. Don't worry about that. The right. game itself, not great, not great. The memory <laughs> is amazing. The game, not great. <laughs> I get that. I mean, like with my dad. I mean, with my mom, I have very few video game memories. With my dad, I remember being super impressed by him because he was the only person I knew who beat Tom and Jerry and Tuffy for the Nintendo, oh, man. which is actually a really fun game. Um, and Tetris, like those were his two games that he could he could play, and I'd just be like, "Wow, how did you beat that?" And yeah. still to this day, I can't beat Tetris. I'm, I'm the same way. My dad was amazing at Burger Time, and I can't get past <laughs> like the second or third level. Right. And it's and that's I'm gonna bring that game up later because I'm gonna pick that game for sure for this podcast because I love that game because the same reason why Jacob loves Daydream and Davy the memories just make the game a ten out of ten. That's yeah, that's yeah. got to be the really tough part about having a video game podcast separating personal preferences from like actual good game preferences. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think that's why this podcast works is um, if it does work, um, <laughs> because uh, I think we so. pretty much set the tone right. From, yeah, thanks. We set the tone pretty much from the get go that, you know, these are just games that we're choosing that that yeah. we play that we like for whatever reason. Um, and they're not always going to be great games. But that's the thing is that there's going to be people that like this game for whatever reason they maybe they thought it was a good game that the memories and that but then we this you know podcast is going to talk about that kind of stuff you know we're not just going to talk about the best games ever or the worst games ever you know there's podcasts out there that hate on games and say ah this game was horrible and there's the podcasts that say oh this is the best game ever and we're just going to talk about the games that we want to and hopefully somebody else can can relate to it and and jump in and and you know send us uh you know, tweet at us or uh, say something, you know, on Facebook or whatever and say, hey, you know, I love that game. Um, it, it's always cool whenever you put out a show and you're talking about something like this that means a lot to you. And then you have yeah. listeners actually, you know, say stuff back to you about, hey, you know, I, I used to play that game with my mom, too, or, you know, my brother or, or whatever. That's that's probably one of the best parts of, of doing these you these shows is uh you relate to people. You just described the whole podcast in a nutshell. Like I started the podcast and who knew that thousands of people would actually listen to it and just relate to what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, 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 mm -hmm. it's yeah. great having how video games and pop culture are that universal language that, that speaks to everyone and, and everyone has a unique opinion, but this always sort of relates. And, and hopefully you find the person who doesn't criticize you know, just just because you feel a certain way about Daydream yeah. and Davy, which you admit is not a great game, and I mean, neither one of us are arguing with you. I don't think it's 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 still like it's nice to hear someone talk about it because you look on Wikipedia and there's one paragraph for it essentially. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing. I mean, even if somebody does want to criticize it, that's fine. I mean, they can criticize you know what we're saying about it. That's that's fine because you're gonna get trolls no matter what you say, no matter what sure. you do. But it's just. Uh, if you get 10, 15, 20 people that say something negative about it, but then you get that one person that's like, you know, oh man, I forgot about that game. You just brought back so many memories of, you know, playing with my brother, or, you know, me and my sister playing and taking turns or whatnot. Like, eh, it was worth it. It was worth all the jerks saying something just for that, that one person to, for their memory to come back. Eh, yep. Yeah. So I just found out that this game had alternate title in Japan. You guys want to know what it was? More than anything uh, in the yes. world. It was Naughty Duck's <laughs> D Dream Adventures. <laughs> it's amazing. How did, how did I know you were going there? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. No, you know, on the cover, he kind of, he kind I guess he's yellow and he could almost be, he a, could duck, be a duck, maybe. Yeah, he's Throw a little bill on him. He's a chick. All right. So, I don't know. I don't, go. I don't want to come off as misogynist, so I'm not going to say that. He is a baby duck. Uh, I was going to say one more thing about the, about the game. I mean, there's not a lot we could say about it. It was most of the memory. But, Gary, did you – so in the – I think it's the second level, um, the western um, level, the first time you go to the west. Yep. Did you – was it easy for you to beat that boss, like, quickly? Or did it take you time to figure out what to do? Or did you even get to that part? All right, so I pulled a Jake here, and I, I actually <laughs> – I was looking at a walkthrough for this <laughs> whenever I got to that point. Cause okay. like whenever I played this game, whenever I was younger, I never figured out like what to do past the first level. 
Um, and so I was actually playing it recently and I was just like, what the heck do I do? I keep losing. And he keeps saying something to me that I don't understand because it's super Nintendo voice chip and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. When I find out that what you have to do is actually shoot the gun out of his hand, it frustrated the heck out of me because it's like, well, if you shoot someone that should automatically end this battle. Right. But no, you have to shoot the gun out of his hand. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I got stuck on this level forever growing up. Like, I never got yeah. past him. Well, I would shoot him between the eyes. I would shoot him in each eye. I would shoot his hat. I would. I did everything but the, shoot the gun because that doesn't make any sense. Why would you shoot right? the gun out of his hand? Shoot him right in the face. He's going to die, and then you go to the next <laughs> level. I never got to that point until years later where I also pulled a Jake, and I, I looked at a walkthrough, and I remember, I remember figuring it out, and I called my mom. <laughs> because we were stuck on that level so much and I called I'm like mom I figured it out and she's like you figured what out like like she would just know Life. automatically she'd be like you figured out daydream and Davy but I was Life. like mom I figured it out and uh, and I told her and she was super super excited about it <laughs> she was like are you kidding me so then we had to play it just so we could get past that wow. <laughs> so nice. that, that was pretty cool that's all I have for daydream and Davy like I said it's it's not the best game I get that but man it just for me, like it really means a lot to me. Well, it's it's like Tim and I were actually talking about this earlier. It reminds me a lot of those old, uh, like if you went into the Christian bookstores in the late '80s, early '90s, they had a lot of. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the the games. I should have came prepared. Bible Adventures. But there was like uh, spiritual warfare and Joshua and Bible Adventures. And they actually made these legitimate Nintendo games that were not good, and they had a lot of problems going for them. But they still sort of have that special place in my heart. And and in terms of the box art for Daydream and Davy, and also the gameplay of Daydream, Daydream and Davy, it sort of makes me think of those games. I, I completely agree, and I'll definitely bring some of those games up later because... I'm the same with you. Those are really bad games, but I have some great memories of, of playing them and renting them at the at the Bible bookstore after after school. I didn't play any of those games growing up. Um, I didn't really grow up in what you would consider a Christian household, <laughs> so I uh, I didn't play any of those games um, at all. But um, I'm interested now. You know, as you know, I definitely consider myself a Christian. <laughs> I. Uh, I would like to kind of check them out and, and see what I missed. Well, soon. Well, speaking of, let's, let's pick our games for next month. Jacob, what game are you going to pick next month to talk about? You know, I, <laughs> I've i given this a lot of thought, Tim. Just, just, pick, <laughs> As you can tell. just pick Bible Adventures. You know you want to say it. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I do know what one I want to play. Um, I, I'm going to go with Batman for the NES. Batman's Ooh, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. my favorite comic book characters. I love Almost any. I've I've never seen anything Batman that I didn't like, um, and it's been a long time since I played that game. So I'm going with Batman for the NES. Sweet. And I really want to say Bible Adventures now. I want to change. <laughs> I really want it, but I can't because I, I don't know. I'm torn. No, I think it's too similar to Daydream and Davy, so I'm not going to pick it now. Next month, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite games of all time, Excite Bike. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm excited about that. No pun intended. 
And next week, I won't be on this podcast, but I'm going to start my own podcast called the Bible Adventures Podcast. It won't strengthen your faith, but it will strengthen your fun. <laughs>